0: Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're on episode number 77. And we're going to talk about the HUBZone Program Examinations when SBA does these program examinations, what you need to be aware of and everything regarding these examinations. Welcome back. So who will conduct the program examinations? And so it's going to be somebody from the Small Business Administration, either their field office or it could be another designated staff. So it could be the could be the small business development centers representative. It could be a representative from SCORE. It could be somebody that they designate will come out and do it. 99% of the times it's generally going to be SBA field staff. They will come out and conduct the actual program examinations. So what is a program examination? Well, basically it's when SBA goes out and visits an actual firm's site because when you submit your application and up to that point, SBA's never visited you. So they will come out and they will visit you. And the criteria to visit you depends on various factors, which I'm not going to go into today. But it's basically, as I said before, conducted by SBA officials, and they're going to verify the accuracy of any information made or provided as part of your HUBZone application process or in connection with a HUBZone contract some business declared that they were a HUBZone certified firm and they were actually located inside a Starbucks. And that is obviously not where their business is located. So uh, since then, SBA has gone out and they're verifying these. Now, they generally verify them as part of the application process. If they don't do it then, they definitely will do it upon receipt of HUBZone contracts. So what the examiner is looking for when they come out to... Meet with you. Is they're coming out to make sure that you meet the eligibility requirements? Is your business located within a hub zone? Yes or no. Are 35% of your employees residing within a hub zone? They're going to lo- review your most recent certification or your application, whichever is the latest. And... Verify that information. They can also do this in regards to a hub zone protest. If somebody files a protest, then somebody from, you can expect somebody from the field office to come out and to visit with you. Now let's talk about the scope of the review. What are they going to be looking at? So examiners, they can conduct all of the review, they can conduct parts of the review at any one of your locations. So it doesn't have to be just your hub zone office. They could go to your main office or any other office that you are located at. SBA is going to determine the location of the exam. Generally, when SBA goes out and does an exam, they're going to look at every office you have available. Examiners may review information related to your eligibility requirements, including but not limited to documentation related to the location, in ownership of the concern. number come in the HUBZone program, they sell the business and they don't think about it, but their debt business is still listed as HUBZone certification. Even though the present owner may be entitled to that certification, there's been a major change in your circumstances that you needed to report to SBA. It's better if you report that before you find out that SBA representative catches on to what's going on. Again, they're going to look at your attempt to maintain and your employee percentage requirements. They're going to document and look at each employee's residence through the employment records. They can also examine the property tax, public utility, or postal records, or what other relevant documents they deem necessary to make a determination. And you have to retain this documentation for up to six years from the date of submission. So you got to hang on to that. You just can't get rid of that information. So when does SBA conduct these program and examinations? So they can conduct it anytime after you submit your application, during the process of an application, and anytime when you're certified as hub zone concern. So in other words, at any time they can come in and review and see if you are at the location you claim you are, and that you have the number of employees that you claim you have, and that the number of employees percentages are requirements are. And they generally come in unannounced. It's not like they're going to call up and say, "Hey, I'm going to do a hub zone certification." Will they do that? Yes. If it's a if it's extremely out in a rural environment that they cannot get to easily, they may call and make that representation. I know when I was doing it, I, even if I was out in a rural area, I just went out and conducted it. I never notified the HUBZone firm that I was coming out. So can SBA require additional information? And the answer is yes. It's all at the discretion of, of the director of HUBZone. SBA has the right to acquire they submit additional information as part of the certification process or any time thereafter. They can draw an adverse infer- inference from the failure of you to cooperate with SBA's request. So you don't want to do that. You just want to cooperate with the request. In order to gauge the successfulness of the program, SBA requires that HUBZone firms submit updated financial information and other information relating to the number of its employees. And they have to do that. You have to submit your financial information. Remember, one of the requirements of this program is that you have to be a small business. So in order for them to determine it's small business, there's only one of two ways depending on the type of business that you are. Remember, if you're in the service industry, they're going to go by your three-year average revenues. If if you are in manufacturing, then it's employee-based, and then they're going to look at the number of employees average over a one-year period. So in order to do that, they definitely have to have your financials. Oh, and one other thing. Yes, they have to have your financials and they they don't show them with anybody, so don't worry about that. So how does a qualified HUBZone firm maintain your HUBZone certification? So once you're certified, you're on that list for three years. Every three years, you have to recertify that you continue to meet the requirements. Now remember, if you had any major change, like your number of employees failed to go down, you have to notify SBA. So, if you wish to remain in the program without any interruption, you have to recertify that you continue to meet the program requirements within 30 days after the third anniversary of the date of your certification and for each subsequent three year period thereafter. So, every three years, you have to recertify. Failure to do so will result in SBA initiating decertification proceedings. Once decertified, you have to submit a whole new application, so make sure that you pay attention to your email. The recertification SBA has to be in writing and represent the circumstance related to the eligibility that exists on the data certification showing on the list and that you have not materially changed and that you continue to meet any new eligibility requirements. Now, as long as you meet the 35, so as long as you continue to meet those Program requirements, then you are eligible to stay within the program. So, here are your ongoing obligations to SBA you have to know them immediately of any change that affects your eligibility. What do they consider a material change? And that's ownership, ownership of a business, the business structure, principal office, location, or failure to meet the 35%. Those are the four things that you must notify them in writing, and it must be sent or delivered to the director of a hub zone to comply with this requirement. Failure of you to notify SBA of any material change results in de-certification and removal from the hub zone list. Remember that hub zone listing you can find at dsbs.sba.gov. I'll have a link down below. SBA can seek and impose penalties if you fail to do this, so you don't want to do that. Is there a time limit length to the qualified hub zone firm? This is not the 8A program. You don't have a program term length. So you can, as long as you continue to meet the eligibility requirements, you can stay in the program. Now, what happens if SBA is unable to verify your eligibility or determines that you're no longer eligible for the program? They can, will and can propose decertification. So they'll send you a letter in writing, via, generally via email, that they're proposing decertification and you have a chance to rebut each of SBA's reasons set forth. You have 30 calendar days from the date that, S, that you receive the notification from SBA to respond in writing to that need. So they're going to look at what did you put in there? What, what were your reasons? They're going to look at the reasons and they're going to consider those reasons before making a written decision to decertify. The director may draw an adverse influence if you fail to cooperate with SBA and provide the information requested. Remember, the decision of the director of HUBZone is the final agency decision. Now, if you're decertifying as a result of a HUBZone protest, SBA will decertify you and remove your name from the list without first proposing decertification if the director of HUBZone upholds a protest and that director of HUBZone decision is not overturned. So when are you removed from this list? So if SBA determines at any time that you're not qualified, SBA can decertify you and remove you from the list. An inverse finding in the resolution or protest can result in decertification and removal from the list and the imposition imp, and they can imply any penalties. Failure to notify SBA of any change that could result in you no longer being eligible can result in immediate decertification, removal from the list, and SBA can seek penalties. But I wanted to go into a minute and talk about this. A lot of people are under the assumption that, hey, I'm Hubzone certified. And I can just do that. You know, they're never really gonna come out and check me. I've let me tell you some of the experiences that I have had. I've personally gone out to vacant fields that there was cattle in and there was a an old shack out back. And I'm like, there's no way they're located in this. And so before it said no trespassing. So before I trespassed it or did anything I wasn't supposed to, I happened to go to the pub go to the local post office, because I figured the local post office is gonna know where this business is located. And she says, yeah, she's sure lo- house is actually located downtown. That's where she operates out of. And she doesn't operate out of that vacant field. Well she put the wrong address down. So that could be a reason for decertification, right? Another one. I went out to another one, and I was out there, and there was in this house, in this small residential community down in southern Utah. And I was down there, and I was looking up the stuff, and I'm like, okay. And I'm going through, and I see the number. Okay, the next house should be where this HUBZone firm is located. I go down to the next house, so there was a, basically a pad where somebody had been parked. And then I went down to the next house, and it was the next number above that. And so I'm like, hmm, obviously... That business is no longer there. So in this case, I went to the Forest Service and and talked to him and he goes, oh, well, he's presently up uh, doing work out of town and he took his, apparently he lives in a trailer and he took his trailer with him. So that's another example. Another one is showed up at a location and it had trespassing signs, multiple, did not go to it. That's eligibility for decertification. If we can't get there and verify, then that is eligibility. I just wanted to th- to do that. Now, lastly, the one that started all this—why we had to go out and verify these locations—was because somebody put down a Starbucks location as a hub zone office, and SBA showed up to do that and found out it was a Starbucks. And guess what? It caused a lot of turmoil within SBA. So obviously, SBA needs to go out and verify that. If they—if you get a contract, they're going to be out. If you get certified, they may be out. I think eventually everybody that applies will be visited at some point in your certification for this Hubzone program. Well, that's it for today. Well, that's it for today's episode. Please remember to leave comments, questions, feedback, anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. Remember to subscribe, provide a rating, and until next time, be safe.